0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Story Slam Podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories recorded at our live events in Bristol, UK. All the stories you're going to hear are true and come straight from our audience. We release episodes every Thursday, where you'll get to hear the next part of our recorded show. If you have a story that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. So please stay tuned till the end for more information on how you can do that. Make sure that you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast. And other than that, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week of the Story Slam podcast. Now, it's a new month, new theme. So this month's theme is Curiosity Killed the Cat. Of course, this is going to be part one of a four part show so just a bit of housekeeping before we continue I just wanted to apologize for not getting you an episode out last week Uh, I tried to organize for one unfortunately we weren't able to pull everything together in time so rather than release something that wasn't good enough uh, we just chose not to last week we'd love to keep the content as high quality as we can for you so as I said this month we've got Curious to Kill the Cat starting with part one and episode 13 of the Story Slam podcast. Enjoy. Hello guys. How's it going? Welcome to Story Slam. Thanks all so much for coming. We are completely packed once again. Thank you all so much for telling your friends and bringing other people. People who have been here before, thanks for coming back. I'm glad we didn't scare you off. People who are new, thanks so much for coming. We hope you enjoy. My name is James, and I'll be your comp pair for the afternoon. And this is Story Slam, so this is where we're going to hear people's true stories told live on stage. All the stories you're going to hear this afternoon are going to come from you guys. So I'm going to pull names out of the hat, which you guys will put your names into, and people come up on stage and tell true stories from their lives. i should probably start off by, like, addressing my outfit. (laughs) Because... There isn't actually a reason that I'm wearing it. I just fucking love it. I just think it's great. Like, I got it for my birthday, and I decided it was just too good to keep inside. So I was like, I'm gonna wear it out. Wore it to work, and wore it to college, and I was like, I'm gonna wear it to StorySlam. So, that's why. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you like it. Okay, let's go over a few things of Story Slam. You're going to hear two different types of stories tonight. You're going to hear five-minute stories, so people who are brave enough to put their name in these hats are going to come up on stage and tell a five-minute story. Um, now, these have a few rules, and these are not to make it dr- draconian or anything. It's just so we get the most stories we have this afternoon. The first one is it's got to be five minutes long. You're going to have... As soon as you get up, someone will be timing. That's someone is me. And when you hear five minutes up, you'll hear a lot of noise. That, oh, yes, I can find five minutes is up, and it's like... This little thumb piano. Like that. Okay? Um, When that, hear that noise, it's going to be, that means you've got five minutes, that means you've had your five minutes, and you've got one minute grace period. Then, when you reach six minutes, if you meet six minutes, you can hear this again. And that means your time is up, and you've got to finish the next one or two sentences. Okay? Then we're just going to start bashing it against things. Okay? Um, This is just so we hear the most amount of stories we can this afternoon. Secondly, they've got to be true. We want to hear actual true stories from your lives. Like, Truth is all, like, always so much more interesting than fiction. And we want to hear literally about you guys. We want to learn more about you. And in that same vein, they've got to be first person, from your perspective. We want to hear your views. We don't want to hear about your friend, friend, or what your dog did or something. I mean, dogs are quite cool. I mean, you can have a dog in your story, but it's got to be from your perspective. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah that no notes we we want to hear stories straight out of your brain out of your mouth and to the audience we want like around the campfire storytelling or like while you're at a sleepover or you're drunkenly walking back from a night out and you're telling your friend this story what happened to you in budapest or something and we want to hear those kind of stories so no thing too like rehearsed we don't mind it doesn't have to be perfect we just want to hear your stories are there any more there definitely are, but I've probably forgotten them. If I do remember them, I'll tell you. A um, few bits and pieces. Each month we have a theme. And the stories have to be l- at least loosely connected to that theme. So the theme today is Curiosity Killed the Cat. This is times where your curiosity may have gotten the better of you. A time you may have embarked upon something and perhaps regretted it, or sometime that you have gone on a journey or, or tried to look into something and maybe wish that you hadn't something where there's been some kind of misadventure, something where something curious has happened, or you've pursued some curiosity, has maybe not turned out exactly the way you thought. So we're really looking forward to hearing your stories. The other type of story we're going to hear tonight are the one-line stories, so these things here that you guys have already started writing. This one's a long one.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll come to that one later. So there's a prompt on all of them, and it reads like this. In one or two sentences, tell us a true story about a time curiosity got better of you. This person says, I thought I'd sucked up a squirrel through my car exhaust pipe.
1: See,
0: that's a great start to a one-line story. <laughs> my passengers watched in horror as I started pulling the furry grey stuff out, turning out that just the exhaust... tearing out the, just the exhaust pipe lining... You learn something new every day. <laughs> so you wrecked your car. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> so, like that. <laughs> Don't pull out the exhaust pipe lining, guys. When I was four, I wanted to see what I, what I would look like with shaven eyebrows. I didn't like it, so I tried to draw them on, oh, draw them on again, ending looking like Spot from Star Trek. Uh, the things you learned you're growing up. I remember, like, cutting off my hair for the first time when I was young. I thought this would be great. Perfect. How hard can it be? It's like cutting off big chunks of my hair. My mum coming in like horrified. <laughs> my sister as well with like, this gorgeous long blonde hair and like cut off big chunks of it. Anyway, things you do. <laughs> so those kind of things we're going to hear out throughout the night. A few things to remember. We have our lovely photographer, Elsa Finner Photography, in the room today. So we're taking photographs. If you do not want your photograph taken, just go talk to her or come talk to me afterwards. There's also a little place on the name tickets you can take if you don't have pictures being taken. Um, also, Elsa has a ton of zines with her today. So if you'd like one of those, please do go over and ch- chat to her in the interval at the end. Um, and we have a podcast, a new thing. Yay! Podcast, if you want to be involved, you can just tick the I'm happy to be recorded thing on the little name tickets. God, lots of things to start with. One more thing. We have content warnings. At Story Slam, we often hear quite intense stories, and they're not always happy, and they're not always, they're not always palatable. Sometimes they can be distressing, and they can be upsetting. And we really want people to be able to tell those stories, and that's why we do this, because to hear those kind of stories. But we don't want people to, perhaps, wouldn't want to hear those stories, have to listen to them. So if you have a story that you feel may contain some distressing content, things like sexual violence or self-injurious behavior, blood, violence, anything like that, you can make a note on the back of the name tickets, and I'll read out those warnings before the show begins. Then if, you don't wanna, if you're don't want if you not in the mood for that today or don't want to hear it, feel free to go outside. You know, it's really warm in here. There's food and drink at the bar, so just feel free to exit at any time. I think that's it. So I think, without much further ado, I'll start with a story first. Sound good to you guys? Yeah? Cool. Okay. So. I had a really really great time at uni. Really, really good fun. Went to Birmingham, and it was like campus university. And my grade was far too good for the amount of drugs that I took. Really didn't... Had no no business getting what I did. Um, But afterwards, I did nothing with it at all. I worked in, like, a children's play centre and, like cleaned up the ball pit and that kind of thing. Had a great time, but was living with these with my friends, and this really horrible love triangle developed and then went terribly wrong, and I had to leave Birmingham in a big, under a big cloud. So that meant that I came here to Bristol, which is why I'm here now. Went back to live with my mum and my brothers and sisters, and I hadn't seen them in about 10 years. I'd become estranged when I was younger, and so now I was living in this new house, in this new city, with this sort of new family that I hadn't ever really lived with before and without any friends. And I'm a reasonably sociable person, and so I started to throw myself into all these different situations. I applied for all these jobs, went to all these bars, I went out clubbing with my brothers and sisters, and didn't stay inside very much really, just, just ran about and did all sorts of things. It was like super good fun, because I love exploring new things, exploring new places. And I love doing dangerous stuff. Anything that is like mildly, inj- like <laughs> potentially injurious, it seems quite like quite a good fun to me. So I had this thing called a mountain board. And mountain boards are like these big skateboards. And they've got these four inflatable wheels on them. And they don't really work like a skateboard. They sort of, You can carve with them into hills. So it's like big, grassy hills. And you can like carve in and carve out and like swish back and forth back down a hill. So I decided one day, great, and go out with a mountain board. Put my gear up. Not too much. You don't, want you, you don't want to look too uncool. So like no helmet or anything, because my hair looks great. And so, then set out through these fields. And so, Matt board on my back, trolling through these fields, and like went one through one field, and I was like, oh, this field wasn't so great. Another field, another field. And heard tell there's like really good hill. And so, get to like the fourth field, and there's this beautiful field. this really steep hill. I was like, perfect. And so, I was baking down. And so, throughout the day, I went halfway up the hill, strap your feet in, and then went shooting on down. Like such good fun, and like taking selfies and like listening to podcasts and music and stuff. It was great, and it got towards the end of the day, and I was like, I wonder if I can go from the very top, because I was curious, because <laughs> I've been like not quite going that high, because so I was like could die, but it was like far too like tempting to pass up. So I got to the very top, and I looked down. and I had like a little moment of like maybe I shouldn't do this, and I was like fuck it, and like kicked my feet in and started to go down and I'm going faster and faster and faster. And eventually I realise I'm going pretty much too fast, and the mountain ball begins to wobble side to side, and then wobble to such an extent that it switches to the left, and I keep going forward. <laughs> and there's like lovely calm moment of like weightlessness <laughs> and silence <laughs> as you're hurtling forward. And then this massive crack as you, like, hit the ground. And I go tumbling off, and the strap that was keeping my mountain board strapped me with, like, tore off. And it came off my feet and went off in another direction. And I tumbled forward. (coughs) And I tumbled forward, and I sort of, like, stood up, and I was like, oh, that was shit. That was, like, a proper fall. I was like, I'd probably get home. I'd probably quite hurt. So I walk over to my mountain board, and I try and pick it up. And, like, this arm isn't working? I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) So I, like, reach up, and I move all the bones in my collarbone. I'm like wait a minute, they don't move. (laughs) And so this like sickening feeling came over me and I like collapsed very slowly to the floor and like led on my back. And I was like, I'm gonna have to call an ambulance. There's no way out of this. So like I didn't call my mum, I didn't call my stepdad or anything, but I called the ambulance, this lovely man Jamie answered. And Jamie was like, hey, where are you? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea, Jamie. Um, and I was like, right, I'm gonna have to like, just direct you. So he's like, he said, right, James, I've got an ordnance survey map. We're we'll gonna try and work out where you are. I said, it's got a really lush hill in it. It's like really steep. Like, you should be able to see it. And so we like navigated from my house to this field. And he said, right, we're gonna try and get someone to you. Over the next hour that I had to wait laying in this field, it was like super hot. I like told Jamie my entire life story, <laughs> including the love triangle that went wrong. <laughs> including coming back and living in this house with my mum who I hadn't seen for so long and all these different things going on and I was sobbing mostly probably because of the collarbone um <laughs> until finally I hear these like paramedics behind me and they're like laughing and joking and <laughs> just like thanks guys and, they and was like you're gonna have to walk mate because we can't we just had to scramble through like bushes and stuff to get to you <laughs> so like we walked and they gave me like gas and air the entire time and it was one of the most painful things in my life and, but they were all so lovely I was so I was so happy for Jamie on the phone and for like, these guys who come pick me up. Got to the hospital and there was me in my wheelchair and this one of the paramedics had the on board and one the, the nurses came up to me and says, oh, how's it going? Are you any good at that?
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> that break meant that I had to spend months in the house with my arm in a sling, like, staying very still. So I got very acquainted with the TV show Friends, but also I got to know my mum again, and I got to know my family in this, like, world that I hadn't seen for so long. And so a little bit of curiosity was very really painful, but um, maybe some ways for the best, so, yeah. Thank you. Okay, I think it's time for me to stop talking and to pass it on to one of you guys. so we shall have our first storyteller? Story yeah? Just note before I put it out, um, do make sure you don't have to come up straight away, whoever it is. I'm gonna read out your name, and I'm gonna read a one-line story, and then you have a few minutes to compose yourself, and then we'll call you up on stage, okay? So, drum roll, please. Yeah. Our first is gonna be Helen. Uh, there is a content warning for this one. The content warning is cat death. So while we're (laughs) I kind of feel like part of the story is given away there.
1: Are you for real? (laughs) Hello.
0: That really tickles you, doesn't it? Why is that so funny? Cat death. I'm so dumb. <laughs> okay, well I'll wait for Helen. I went traveling in China and went out one of the highest buildings in Shanghai and there was this awesome toilet with all these buttons and I started pressing them, ending up with warm water spurting out, spurting up my, <laughs>
1: that's
0: where it ends. <laughs> oh, curiosity, it's a bitch. One more, they'll have Helen up. When I was curious, when I was curious to see what would happen if I squeezed a frog, I discovered that, depending on where I squeezed it, <laughs> its guts would either come out of its mouth or its ass. Oh. <laughs> I guess my curiosity killed the frog. And then, well, many frogs. <laughs> it took a while to learn that one, did it? <laughs> Poor frogs! Those squeeze frogs. Okay, so I think, on that note, of no, no, no. a big round of applause, please, for Helen.
1: Yeah. Woo! Wow, so I thought this story was going to make me look bad, but thank you for the frog one first. <laughs> um, yeah, I took this theme way too literally. Uh, my, my first Christmas break when I was at university, I came home, and I, was, I found out that my bedroom, for reasons I continue to not understand, Um, had had all of its flooring removed and everything was covered in a fine sprinkly of of broken glass. Um, If you were here a couple months ago, you'll have heard that this actually saved my life because the top half of my house caught on fire, via the bathroom. Um, And it was altogether quite a dramatic time. So I came back to to university for my second term, and I was sharing my holiday stories, as you do, um, with my uh, tutorial partner. Uh, And I was recounting some of what had happened and I realized that the engineering academic who was waiting to start the lesson was staring at me with horror and a sense of intrigue. There was <laughs> also a, a dawning understanding that this was why I probably didn't do that well in my exams. <laughs> uh, realizing that I probably should try not to go home the next holiday, uh, kind of talked about how I would probably find somewhere to stay in the city where my uni was. Um, kind of halfway through the session, she looked at me. She sat out of the blue and went, do you like cats? And I said, yeah. And she said, I might have a proposition for you. <laughs> and then she continued on with the lesson. And sure enough, a few hours later that afternoon, I got an email from her. Subject line, proposition. <laughs> <laughs> Apprehensive, I opened the email. But it was, it was the sweetest thing I'd ever seen. She said, you know, um, it seems like you probably want somewhere to stay. Um, you can stay at my house for free while I'm on holiday over Easter if you cat it for me. Um, and she had, her and her partner were going to go to this remote island in Scotland, which they apparently owned all of, and um, they had three cats. And if I could look after them, I could stay in her house for as long as I wanted. Like I said, so lovely, one of the nicest things anyone's ever offered me. And she said, oh, before you come, do you want to meet the cats? And I thought, I mean, I've met cats before. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get on. But she was like, just, just to be sure. And I was like, okay, you clearly love your cats. Um, so I came to her house, and like I said, there were three cats. There were two kind of four-month-old kittens, beautiful, pure black cats, one called Barney, one called Bonnie. Adorable. I was so excited. And then there was the third cat, Annie, who was about 18 billion years old. Like, the kind of cat that, like, creaked as she walked and seemed to be composed entirely of bones and, like, the dust that you get on old books. Um, And I looked at this cat and I was like, this cat's gonna die. (laughs) I can see the relationship with my tutor crumbling um, before my eyes. This cat is going to die. And, and, but my tutor, was she, she was a smart person. She was like, look, we know she's very old. We're going to give you all the details for the vet. If something happens, don't worry. And so I was like, great, that's good. Still frightened, but going to move on. Um, so I went away, and I was due to cat sit a few, few weeks later, and I was still worried about this cat. I was like, it's going to die, it's going to die. So I arrived at the house on the day I was due to start cat-sitting. And I walked in, and I saw Bonnie, and I saw Barney, and I saw my tutor. Um, cats first, obviously. And she said, oh, by the way, last week, Annie was put to sleep. She's very old, she'd got sick. Um, it's sad, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. That is really sad. And that was really sad. Losing a cat, if you've ever lost a cat, it's a terrible thing. At the same time, I was slightly relieved. <laughs> because this meant that cat was no longer my responsibility. So I had this brief moment where I was like, thank God. And for that moment of weakness, the universe punished me. (laughs) Because three days into my cat sitting session, again, her on a remote island in Scotland with her partner, I opened the front door to go shopping in the middle of the afternoon, bright sunshine, to find a motionless black cat with a small pool of blood around its head, kind of almost nicely presented in front of the front door. Um, having clearly made its way up the drive, trying to get home. So I freaked out and I went to her neighbors, knocked on the door. They answered. I looked distressed. They were like, What's going on? And I was like, I think there's something wrong with Claire's cat. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, what is it? And I was like, Come and see. So I brought them to this nicely displayed dead cat. And they said, Yeah, that's dead. (laughs) And I was like, really? (laughs) I haven't been certain. I was like, could you contact Claire? Because this remote island in Scotland didn't have a phone connection, so to get in contact with her, they had to contact the next island, who had then got on a boat to her island, and pass on the message, and she would get a boat back to the phone. So I got a phone call at 7 o'clock the next morning. She said, I've heard what's happened. And I was like, sorry? (laughs) And she was like, no, it's okay, these things happen. Um, It's fine. Um, And I was like, great, that's a reassurance. She's not angry with me. It's one other pressing thing. It's Easter, it's hot, she's not going to be back for a week. I have a cat. What would you like me to do with her? Um, And she was like, oh, we'll bury her when we get back. And I was like, good, that's a week. (laughs) Now, what you don't realise until you're in this situation is there is a very fine line between a respectful and creepy way to store a dead body. <laughs> Not something I thought I'd ever have to, like, figure out in my life, but it turns out I did. I went for, in a cardboard box with a sheet of newspaper over the top, like, presenting it on a cushion surrounded by wildflowers would have been too much. Um, put it in the garage and waited. And, and she came back and we had, like, the most awkward interaction where, like, while I was asleep at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, they buried the cat. So it, I wasn't confronted with it. And they like drove me back to halls and We're like, bye. And then I had to come back and have like a lesson with her the next week, or <laughs> I brought cake to, to eat whenever there was an awkward silence, which was very often. <laughs> <laughs> and again, bless her. She, like, this was one of the nicest things anyone had ever done for me. She was a lovely person and, and she clearly did forgive me. She let me stay at her house again, but I don't think she forgot because she got another student to cat-sit next time she went away. And when she got new kittens, uh, I was not invited to their party. <laughs> Unlike every other student she taught. Um, so yeah, that's how I killed a cat, due to my tutor's curiosity about my life situation. Anyway, What a way to start.
0: Uh, round applause for Helen. Woo! Oh, I'm so sorry. That's just, like, so unfortunate. No one really to blame, and it just sounds, like, really horrible. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, like, dead, pa- dead like, like, pets are never, like, never nice. And I'm not going to get too in- deeply into dead pets. We, ha- we had, like, lots of pets. And so when you have lots of pets and you're a child, you get, like, confronted with death quite a lot because they just die all the time. Like Tamagotchis. Do you guys have Tamagotchis? <laughs> oh, dear me. So much pain and grief Tamagotchis. But it really gets you prepared for death we had this rat, and his name was... I think his name was Fat Bastard, but we called called him F.B. because, you know, you don't don't want to be rude. Um, But FP died, and we didn't know what to do with the rat. So my dad was like, we're having a bonfire, and my dad was like, just chuck him on the bonfire. (laughs) Instead of, like, burying him, we put him on the bonfire, and he would just burn up, we gone, Jim. And I was like, okay. So, like, chuck him on the bonfire, and bonfire rages, and I go to bed, and next day, I do what I always do with a bonfire, which is go and sieve through the bonfire. So I like, I like it. It's good fun. Like you see lots of these, these like, broken-down charred pieces, and I go there, oh no.
1: <laughs>
0: and there's this just like charred body of my rat, <laughs> just like laying directly on top of everything. <laughs> this isn't a funny story. <laughs> it's just a story about a rat. So yeah, I'm sorry you had to deal with a dead cat. <laughs> I kind of know how you feel. Right. So one nice story. I saw about dead frog as well in a bit. You, know, you wait, if you wait, we're a barrel laughs here. I was curious to see if my cat had decomposed after two. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious to see if my cat had decomposed after two years of being dead, and so I dug him up. Thankfully, he was just bones, and I kept him in my bedroom now.
1: <laughs>
0: keep my bedroom now see that. We had a, dead, a fish who died recently. God, I love my death today. We had a fish die recently. I wanted to taxidermy him. So I was like, you don't want to put him in the ground, do you? you want to, he's been in the kitchen all his life. You want to have him out and proud and swimming through the sky forever. For some reason, my family didn't like that at all. Um, I'm glad that you've got your bones of your cat. And that is the end of our show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to tune in next week for more true stories told live on stage. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at speakeasystoryslam at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook where you can get more news about the slam, but also see photos from the event. Um, Also, if you'd like to tell us a story in person, then please come join us for our live events. They are every 3rd sunday of the month at the wardrobe theatre in bristol uk we can't wait to see you so from everyone here at story slam have a great week